breathing in air the fake ain't phony they're just seeing impaired because you believe what you see or believe what ain't there the real world is twisted and to me it ain't fair because greedy people seem welcome to the voices in my head the intro and outro music is west and coast by the high council you can check them out on soundcloud Welcome back. You've been enjoying my podcast and YouTube channel. Please hit that like and subscribe button. Really appreciate it. Came across a very interesting article. And for a while, I've been talking about the insanity in our society, that our society's gone completely nuts. And we have one side that wants to push fairness and equality and equity so far that they actually are advocating for a surveillance state where everybody's being monitored, everybody is being watched, all of our communications, emails, Email, phone calls, texts, everything's being monitored so they can weed out perceived inequities. And this one is a crazy one. I'm on Daily Mail and this article is dated July 8th, 2023. The headline is, Woke Yale Physician Says All Doctors Should Be Forced to Wear Body Cams So They Can Be Punished If They Are Racist. After claiming she stood and watched black teen die in ER as white colleagues, quote, chuckled. Now, that's an accusation. Don't know if that's true or not. Don't know if she can even prove that that is true. And here are the bullet points. Dr. Amanda Calhoun made suggestions and opinion piece for the Boston Globe. Calhoun is described as an expert in mental health effects of anti-black racism, despite still being a resident. So she has not even finished her training, but she is claiming to be an expert of mental health. And my first question, okay, so what type of residency is she in? Is she a psychology major? Is she going to be a psychiatrist when she gets out? And even if she is a psychiatrist, you're not an expert when you're in training. You're an expert in any field after many years of activity in that field. If I just want to become an electrician and I get out of trade school, I'm not an expert electrician. I'm not a master electrician. That takes years, 10, 15, 20 years to become a master electrician or a master plumber or a master mason. And whatever skill we're talking about, it takes years to become an expert. But she's claiming an expert while she's still in her training phase. The last bullet point, she said families, quote, could consent to the release of the body cam footage if they want to bring forward complaints of racism. Now, we're going to get into the whole issue with the body cam and why that's problematic. So let's get into the article. A woke Yale University physician said doctors should be forced to wear body cameras to catch racist doctors as she claims to have seen a black man die in the ER as colleague, quote, chuckled and said, quote, he's just another criminal. Now, first of all, that may have happened. I am going to seriously doubt that. Now, did a black teen die in the ER? Sure. People die in the ER all the time. That's the reason they're in the ER, because there's, quote, an emergency. That's what the ER stands for, emergency room. There is an emergency. Now, not everybody in there has a true emergency because some people go, they think they're having a heart attack and they just have a bad gas or a stomach issue, but they perceive it as a heart attack. Other people are in there because they have a gunshot wound. People go into the ER and there's nothing the doctors can do. They're in a bad car crash. They do their best to save people. Now, did they not care for this person because they are black? I'm sure it's possible. I'm sure there are doctors that are racist. Is it probable? No, highly unlikely. I think a lot of these doctors, they they do their best. Now, whether that best may be average because they're average doctors, they're not house on the TV show that can solve any type of problem. I'm just questioning the 
this whole claim that they that this black teen died because of racism and that the doctors or the nurses just chuckled saying he was just another criminal. I am really questioning that. Back to the article. Dr. Amanda Calhoun, 28. Now I'm going to stop right there. She's 28. That You graduate college when you're 20, about 21, 22. You go to med school, which I believe is three years, and you do your internship and your residency. So she has not even done her training. Now, if she was 45 years old, 50, yeah, you can be a claim to be an expert in your field. If you're an orthopedic doctor and you've been practicing on your own for 15 years, you can say, yes, I'm an expert. Look at all these things I have done. I developed new knee replacements. I've de- developed new types of surgeries. I have this success rate. I work with sports teams. I've done these things. I've operated on this sports figure and within six months, he's back on the field playing. Yes, you can claim those things. At 28 years old, you can't even claim you're done with your training. Dr. Amanda Calhoun, 28, suggests mandatory body cameras in a recent opinion article for the Boston Globe. Calhoun is described as a, quote, expert in the medical health effects of anti-black racism, despite the fact that she's still a third-year resident doctor at Yale, so she's not even done. Quote, I have witnessed countless racist behaviors towards black patients, often, often coupled with conscious and cruel statements. Calhoun is black, wrote in the piece. I have heard white nurses joke that young black children will probably join gangs and doctors strive the natural hair of black people as, quote, wild and unkept. Did she ever file a formal complaint to HR that she's seen in this? Because most large corporations, which are hospitals, have, they have DEI people, they have ethics training, they have an HR department, and they also have a code of conduct. And within that, it allows people to report bad behavior or behavior that violates the rules and conduct that that company expects you to adhere to while you're on the job. My job has that. We're not a huge company. I mean, we're within the whole scheme of America. We're a mid-sized company, but we have a an ethics department that I can file a complaint on anybody. If, if I hear someone making a racial comment and a race or a racist joke or something racial or sexist, I can anonymously report them. And part of that's going to, who else was there? Who was all heard that? So then HR gets involved and actually starts interviewing everybody to see what was really heard. And can anybody verify or validate my accusation? I am sure that wherever she is doing her intern or residency at, whether it's at a Yale ER or some other ER, that that hospital has the same process. Has she done that? I I question it. And it's like a lot of things I keep on saying, where are the receipts? Prove your statements. Other than that, all, all we have is her flapping gums. If she can prove I have filed complaints and here they are. I have copies of them and they didn't do it. At least you can say I made these statements or these accusations six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, I made these comments. And I've said this before in other articles, especially around sexual harassment, people suing their employers for sexual harassment. I've already said, keep a journal, keep a log. When you get home every night, send an email to a a unique email account that you have set up or your best friend or your spouse, your partner, that you send an email every day of here's what happened today. Here's what my boss said to me. Here's how that made me feel. Here's the, you know, try to get his best uh, quote 
quote as you can for memory of the comments or the actions. He exposed himself. He, he made some comment about my body or something that you can document. And then when you go to an attorney or you actually come out and publicly claim that you were sexually harassed, you have a year, six months, a year, two years of a journal, emails that can be tracked that has date timestamps on them to show every night I came home and documented this history. Now, it does not automatically prove everything you say, but does add credibility because most people are not going to spend six months to 18 months on a big scam or faking accusations. They're just going to come out, oh, I saw this and then just make up a story. Back to the article, as for patient privacy, Calhoun wrote families could, quote, consent to the release of the body camera footage if they want to bring forward complaints of racism. Yale official has not said if they will implement body cameras or even if they're entertaining a suggestion. I doubt if they will because there is a thing called HIPAA. Now, most people have heard of HIPAA. Everybody heard of it and two common mis misperceptions about it. Number one, there's only one P in HIPAA. A lot of people put two Ps. It's the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996. And HIPAA only applies to people actually working in the healthcare industry. Everybody thinks that HIPAA applies to everybody. Someone walking down the street or a patient in a doctor's office cannot violate HIPAA. And I'm on actually on the cdc.gov website and it actually has an article about HIPAA and it has what the privacy rules cover and there's a thing in here called covered entities. That is who has to adhere to HIPAA. Covered entities are healthcare providers. These are your doctors, hospitals, therapists, everybody that provides care, the healthcare plans, and this is all your insurance companies, Medicare, you know, uh, group uh, employee sponsored healthcare insurance. It's the health insurance. And then it's the clearing houses, which is these companies that actually transmit claims from your doctor's office to your insurance company and back and forth, or maybe even prints out information or checks, just whatever. So it's the, the people that actually handle the data for the other two entities. That's who this applies to. So it definitely applies to these ER doctors. And it has a whole list of when you're allowed to disclose PHI, which is protected health information. And there's limits on disclosing those. And it has a whole list here of 12 different purposes that you can release, and most of those are by law or for public health, function, like identification of a deceased person, stuff like that, organ, eye, or tissue donation. I mean, there's a whole section of when you can release this data outside of the person that is actually being treated. When we go to the doctor, all of us have to sign a HIPAA release form. And this form says, are we allowed to release your health information to anybody? Yes or no? You can say no. I do not want my husband or wife to know anything about this visit. I do not want you to tell my parents. If you're a teenager, you can actually tell the doctor they can't even talk to your parents about this. There may be something in that HIPAA disclosure about if you're disclosing this on your parents, to your parents or your spouse, your guardian, your, your significant other, they will also have something in there about can we leave voicemail messages. Now, in today's world where everybody has their own cell phones, back in the day when this really came out in 96, it was really before cell phones. And that's when you had your home phone, your landline, and you had a answering machine for your landline. And it was basically, are we allowed to leave a voicemail on this group landline? But it still applies to people's cell phone. Are we allowed to leave messages on your cell phone? Because your spouse or partner may actually listen to your messages on your cell phone. Your parents may listen. So it controls how we can share 
share information. The problem with body cameras is going to run afoul of HIPAA because not only am, is it recording all the private health information because you're actually videoing the patient and the interaction with the patient, but then when they go out to the nurses or the other doctors or make a phone call, you're picking up all that information. So now you have to have a process in place like the police have when you get their body camera that they actually have to go through and either blur out personal information. So when they're calling in or typing on the screen a person's driver's license and it comes back with personal information, you ever watch the body camera video, that would be blurred out. If they're holding someone's driver's license, that's blurred out. You, you're not able to see that. When Or if they call in a, an identification or a driver's license or a name and the call comes back, usually they'll blur out that. Or if they're talking to somebody getting their personal information, give me your phone number, your social security number, whatever, all that's blurred out. You'd have to have someone now go through this and blur it out. The problem is with that is on police, it's real easy because usually it is off while they're driving. Now, some of them keep on all the time, but they deal with one event at a time where doctors, especially in the ER, they go from one room to another or they may go to one room. They come out, they talk with nurses and or other doctors or other medical professionals, and they could be talking about that case and then immediately jump to another case or be back and forth and have a conversation where they're talking about three or four different patients at the exact same time. And it's hard for an outsider to decide, are they talking about the patient in question or did they just seamlessly switch over to a different patient where they all know what they're talking about because they're like, oh, did my test come back for the, the blood work that I sent out? Or the patient that is being in question didn't have blood work. And they're like, oh yeah, we know patient B, which is in the next room, you ordered blood work. I already know that. I may not actually say the name. I may not say the room. Say, hey, did I get my blood work back? And the, the nurse knows immediately who or what you're talking about. Well, the person watching this may not understand. And then you may have HIPAA violations because the person that's supposed to be redacted acting this information may not fully understand the conversation and then release to the family someone else's personal health information. So I, I see that as a big, big problem with this whole thing. And then you, you start down the slippery slope. What's next? Are we going to monitor the text and the phone calls of these doctors? Are we going to record their phone calls as they're maybe as they pick up a phone and call another doctor? Are we going to record that so we can listen for tinges of racism? Are we going to start parsing words or tones or inflection of voice to make an accusation of racism that someone may have a, a nervous tick where they laugh when they're nervous or unsure and you hear that nervous laughter and someone's like, oh, they're mocking and you don't know that person, but it, the person hearing it is going to interpret it as racism without fully understanding the context. We're getting into a total surveillance state where everybody has to watch, monitor everything they say, how they're going to be perceived by some outsider that has no context of the situation or understand the relationships that how people talk. When I'm talking to my brother, I can be very crude or vulgar because he's my brother. We're guys. We grew up together. We can say joking things to each other. I can talk horrible to him and he'll laugh. He'll say terrible things about me and we'll, we'll chuckle about it. But it's just that the way bros talk. I 
have a close circle of friends that I can talk different ways. I can be very open and honest about my opinions. And I do not talk that way when I am at work or if I'm communicating with a friend at work. If I'm using company emails or a company IM, Teams, something like that, or during a Zoom call, I'm very conscious that I am at work and I have to put on a, I have a different professional voice than if I'm out with friends at lunch and we're just by ourselves, we can be a little bit more free with our language. Where if I'm sitting in a cube or an office, or in a meeting, I cannot be as free with my language or my discourse. To to have this in with doctors that it it's going to actually hurt healthcare more than help black healthcare. I am questioning the whole accusation that doctors laugh about a young black man dying, saying that oh he's just another criminal. Where are the HR complaints? Where is the ethics complaint? Where did she file a complaint to someone higher up that she heard blatant? And racism. And the reason I'm doubting it is because I don't think it ever happened. I think she's just making this up. We've seen instances where people make up bigoted incidences, either being attacked because they're gay, they're trans, they're of their color. And then you find out it was made up. The whole Jesse Smollett debacle, where supposedly two white people attacked him in the inner city of Chicago at 2 a.m. and said, This is MAGA country. No. Now, if he was in rural Alabama or part of Alabama, I may believe that. Or Jacksonville, Florida. You go to Jacksonville, Florida, that is MAGA country. You see all these Trump signs. I would believe that. Not in Chicago at 2 a.m., especially in the inner city of Chicago. Not happening. My big concern with this is we're heading down to a McCarthyism of every little thing we do, every action, every website I go to. I peruse a lot of alternative media news site. And I will read an article that is blatantly racist. And it doesn't mean I agree with it. A lot of times it's like, what are they saying? And I'm just, I pull it up to read just to get a perspective of this group. It does not mean I agree with them, but if someone's monitoring what I am pulling up on my web searches or these different articles that I'm reading, they can come up with some wild stuff. But then again, I read Huffington Post. I may read a Fox News article. I may read in a CNN article. So if you're going to look at the totality if it's like, this guy's all over the place because I don't get my news from one source and I like to go to alternative media. And some of the alternative media can be very racist or very biased in left or right. Our society is just on completely crazy and we're trying to be so politically correct. We want to micromanage everybody's thoughts and speech. And that's what this young doctor, and she's not even an expert. She's an expert in nothing other than to me, BS, making up BS that in my opinion, and that's the only expert thing she has going for her. Once again, these are just all my opinions, my thoughts, not a doctor, not a legal expert, just some guy with a tinfoil hat on spouting his theories of today's society. Thanks for listening. I could run the whole block just from walking the line. Pocket is prime. These are the thoughts of my mind. And I'm a straight rider, never stopping the sign. And I'm only slowing down if I'm stopping the sign. Six figures on the check before I'm jotting the line. It goes one for the money, two for the clothes, three for the honeys, and a four for the flows. Five O's and six.